Welcome to Lobby Talk, a podcast from the Cumberland County Playhouse. One of the best places to hear Playhouse gossip is in the lobby, and now we're bringing the lobby to you. You'll hear backstage stories from our company, learn about upcoming events, and what goes into putting shows onto our stage. No further ado, let's all go to the lobby. This is Brett Hancock, CCP's Artistic Director, and welcome to today's edition of Lobby Talk. I'm here today with Playhouse star and longtime resident company member Daniel Black. How are you, Daniel? I'm doing good. Hello, everybody. Uh, So Daniel is currently starring in our outdoor production of Smoke on the Mountain as Burl Sanders and as Candy in the hilarious comedy Elvis Has Left the Building, which is running on the main stage through October 29th. Now, you all know Daniel from his many amazing performances over the years, including, well, almost every male role in Smoke on the Mountain and Sanders Family Christmas. (laughs) That's true. true. (laughs) Um, But we'll talk about that a little bit later. Mm -hmm. Um, Flight of the Lawn Chair Man, Sandy and Duck Hunter Shoots Angel, Carl Perkins and Million Dollar Quartet. Ellard and the Foreigner a few times, <laughs> uh, the older Ralphie in A Christmas Story, Uncle Fester and the Adams Family, and as part of the terrific casts of Ring of Fire, The Old Man in the Old Moon, Golden Boy of the Blue Ridge, and Baskerville, just to name a few. <laughs> and we've done tons of shows together over the years, including um, Don and Cosmo and Singing yes, in the Rain, the Rain, and Cats when we were young bucks dancing Back across the stage. Back in the, the highlights stadium. of our career, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so... Uh, I know a lot of people have seen you on stage and in, you know, like I said, in these amazing performances, but tell us a little bit about little Daniel and what you were like before you got to the playhouse. What was your childhood like and sort of what got you into theater? Little Daniel. Let's see. Well, uh, people might not know this or not, but uh, I traveled a lot when I was a kid because my dad was in the military. So I was born in California. Then I moved to Washington. Then I moved all the way to Virginia Beach, Virginia. And then we moved to Tennessee. I've lived in Tennessee most of my life. Moved to Crossville in 1991, right after the hailstorm hit that year, and uh, got into high school. Now, little Daniel was always into uh, Boy Scouts. Like uh-huh. I became an Eagle Scout when I was 18, but I was in Boy Scouts for a long time, like since I was 10 years old. I learned a lot. That's where I learned my manners and my first aid, my swimming, and all right. the outdoor stuff. I was an, always an outdoor kid. I was always outdoors climbing trees and building tree houses and forts and things like that with my friends, riding my bike around where I wasn't supposed to be riding my bike, you know, (laughs) things like that. But uh, I felt like I grew up here in Crossville because this is where I've spent most of my life now. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've been living in Crossville for over 25 years and uh, I've seen Crossville's up and downs. I was, you know, uh, being in high school, um, I was always involved with like marching band and Uh instruments and things like that. So I learned how to play instruments at an early age as well. Uh, But I didn't learn how to play string instruments until I got to the playhouse. What was the first instrument that you played? I think the very first instrument I played was a mandolin. Someone said, do you know how to play a guitar? And I said, oh, you know, a little bit. I picked around with the guitar a little bit, but I didn't know much about it. And they said, well, this is a mandolin. If you flip it upside down, it's like a guitar. So if you play it like this, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, whatever. So I sat down and looked at it. And it just was one of those things that I picked up so quickly. And yeah. I was like, what's next? What else can I learn? What else can I do? And and so I've learned a lot of instruments, just picking them up and learning them. Absolutely. And so, yeah. So you came to Crossville. You were how old? I was I was 14 years old when I, when I came to CrossFit. It was the summer of 91. So it was right after I had finished school. Uh, I was living in Millington, Tennessee at the time, down by Memphis. Mm-hmm. And my dad had just retired from the Navy and uh, came up to Crossville looking for a house. And uh, he found one. 
But by the time we got here, the hailstorm had had destroyed the house. Oh no! <laughs> so we had to live in the uh, the hotel for about a week before they could fix our roof. And once they fixed the roof, they came over. And the first three or four months of my life in Crossville was nothing but construction on our house to get our house up to code for the <laughs> after the storm. But uh, shortly after that is when I uh, started making friends and uh, joined the choir and, mm-hmm. and did things like that. And someone said, "Hey, you know what? You've, you've got a really good voice. You should audition for the Playhouse." I said, "What's the Playhouse?" And this was 1992, so I was pro- I was uh, I think it was a sophomore in high school mm-hmm. at that time, and got to see my first show here. My first show, oh, I think it was Pump Boys and Dine. No, it was Princess and the Pea, or uh, uh, Once, Once Upon, upon a, a Mattress. Mattress. Once Upon a yeah. Mattress. That's what it was. Once Upon a Mattress was my first show at uh, CCP, and I got to see it live, and I was like, wow, that looks like a lot of fun. And I knew some people that were on stage. Was that with uh, Angela Robbins? Was she Angela Robbins was in it? Uh, Brent Irvin was in it. Uh, a bunch of other people. Um, that I went to high school with. I can't remember the names now. There's so many people that have been on this stage, right. you know, when I was in high school. So a few of my favorites, like Mandy Barnett. Right. Mandy Barnett, I've seen her do pretty much everything in the 90s, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I think the last really, really fun show was um, Romeo and Juliet was in the Adventure Theater. And I got to go see that when I was in high school. And that really struck my interest in, in drama and in theater and stuff like that. And I thought, this is really neat. Acting, acting's kind of fun. You yeah, know, you're yeah. pretending to be somebody for a while, and hey, people get paid for it. I'm exactly. like, hey, this is something I could probably get into. <laughs> so that's what I looked into. But my whole life, I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to join the military and uh, go help other people in different countries mm-hmm. and sail around the world and you know that kind of stuff. And I had my mindset on it. And as soon as I auditioned for the Playhouse, that was it. I was hooked. You were bit by the bug. I was bit say. by the bug, <laughs> as they would say, yeah. So I'm sure traveling around when you were younger, you know, going from California to Washington and all those states, kind of starting different schools at different points of your life, oh, yeah. I'm sure that really forced you to be outgoing and to make friends easily since you were always kind of the new kid. Yeah, most of the time, uh, wherever we lived, uh, all the kids that I knew had fr- uh, fr- or friends and family that were basically in the military. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't come across kids that were like, oh, no, my dad works down at the bakery or my, my mom works works at McDonald's, you know, they were all in military. Right. So every place I went was close to a military base. And that's, that's what we based all the schools off of. Okay. People say, did you go to military school? And I said, well, kind of, but not really. We didn't get to stay the night or anything like that. But at the same time, everybody I knew had friends that were in the military. And if you were in the, if, if my dad was in the Navy, for instance, and then I met a friend whose dad was in the Marines, eh, our dads might, may not get along, but we do. Right, right. Well, <laughs> you have that in common. Oh, yeah, of course. Of Much course. like the theater family. Exactly. Too, you yeah, know? exactly. So you saw shows at the Playhouse, mm-hmm. and then what got you started into performing here? Well, I was in my senior year, and we were doing a choir showcase at, in, uh, at the Cumberland County High School. Go Jets! <laughs> uh, we were doing some kind of showcase and somebody said, uh, have you auditioned for the show this year? And I said, well, somebody had mentioned it. And I said, I don't even know what the show is. And they said, well, they're doing Godspell. All you have to do is just go and show up and sing 16 bars of music and they'll probably have you read something. And I said, okay, that sounds fun. So I show up and, you know, of course, I wasn't told to bring music because they said, oh, you don't have to bring music. Right. So I got here and Miss Annie Crabtree <laughs> dragged me in. She says, come on, honeybird, stand right here, stand right here. She says, I'm going to have you sing Happy Birthday. And I said, oh, okay, well, I know that song. Let's sing Happy Birthday. So I sang it once. I sang it twice. I sang it six times. <laughs> she kept making the key go higher and higher and higher. And I kept singing it over and over and over again. And finally, I cracked. And she says, he's a tenor, Jim. Jim, he's a tenor. <laughs> and so that was my, pretty much my audition. They talked about you know, my availability, if I had a job or anything like that. To do the show, would I be able to come to rehearsals? I said, of course I would. Yeah, this sounds like fun. 
So a friend of mine, uh, Jesse Graham, actually uh, was throwing a little get-together at her house, and it happened to snow a lot that night. And Buster Urban was out doing uh, a paper route in Fairfield Glade, and we were out there, and we were all snowed in, and Buster pulls around with a cast list and brings the cast list to the party as he's delivering papers. He says, I heard you guys were here tonight, and I thought I'd pass this along so you guys would know what's going on. And pretty much the whole cast, people that auditioned and found out they were going to be in the show, were at this party. Uh Uh-huh. So we get the cast list and everybody's going, oh, congratulations, Daniel, congratulations. And I'm looking at it going, oh, look, I'm playing Jesus. Is that a good role? And someone said, that's the lead, you idiot. <laughs> so that's the, first, wow. that's the first time I'd done a show here and I got to play Jesus. And it was the, the coolest experience that I think a kid could have. Mm-hmm. Not, going, not growing up knowing theater all that much, seeing a few things, but other than that, Knowing that the first time you're going to set foot on stage, you're playing you're the, the lead. lead. Yeah. Ooh, when I took that bow when we for opening night, and I took that bow, mm, I, I could have jumped out of a plane that day and still got the same feeling in my stomach right. and in my body right. taking that bow and having those people stand up and cheer. That mm-hmm. was the coolest. And that I feel like never goes away. It does. There's nothing like it your first time. No, there's nothing like your first time. But there's nothing like that that middle time or the the seventeenth time, right. or the hundred and fiftieth time. Exactly. You know? It's it it still stays there, and I love it. I get yeah. chills just talking about it. Look, I get chills. Yeah. So this was an all volunteer production, or this high was an all this was a high school production. It was all volunteers. All my friends were in it. Uh, my best friend got to play Judas. So we, it was funny. We get to, I got to slap him on stage. You know, yeah, four times. You know, in a weekend, I was like, this is great. You know, we're gonna have fun with this. But yeah, all my friends were in it. It was a short process because uh, back then we only did about four or five shows. Mm-hmm. Also, back then it was kind of a controversy to do uh, a religious show. I remember uh, some of the parents and the teachers wouldn't let the kids go see any of the shows uh, because of the fact it was too religious. Mm. And they thought it was poking fun of, of Jesus because it was you know, taking place in a circus. And the whole set was, was set up like a circus. We even had the circus tent that was going over the proscenium to make it look like it was inside of a circus tent. And yes, we were wearing, some people were wearing some clown makeup and that was something that happened during the show. But it, was, it all came from the King James mm-hmm. version of the Bible. So all the stuff that was in the script was pertaining to that sort of show. But still, controversy was controversy. And uh, we only did a certain number of performances. But then again, Jim liked the show so much that he brought it back the next year right. for professional performances and ran it a little bit longer. And I got the pleasure of being in it and understudying Jesus that year because I'd already done it the year before. Right. And I thought that was a, a huge deal, being in a perfect professional production of it. And having to understudy that that part again, and it's just a, a wonderful show. And it was yeah, I love Godspell. It was a great experience. Ironically, that um, the year he did the professional production, that was the first time I'd auditioned for Jim at uh, Uptas, the conference in oh, Memphis. Yeah, yeah, and got offered Godspell. Got offered John the Baptist. Oh, cool. And I had already accepted another job. I'd worked for a summer stock the year before, and had decided to go back to that. So we would have been in it together. That would have not. That would have been so cool. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, so you did Godspell, mm-hmm. and then, so, you know, you've been bitten by the bug yes. at that point. Yes. So what happened after that? Well, at that point, I didn't know uh, what was going to happen, because the show was over. There was nothing else planned uh, for any of us to be, you know, in any shows there. I know a couple of the kids that were in the cast with me actually worked there as interns and were um, working backstage, pulling the ropes and moving set pieces on and off. Mm-hmm. Um, me, myself, I think at that time, I was probably working at Dairy Queen. Or Hardee's. People probably could have seen me behind the counter yeah. taking your money and making burgers <laughs> and stuff like that. Uh, I actually got a, a phone call from the VF Factory outlet, I think, that that following fall and was working for them uh, seasonally. And that's when I got a call from Abby Crabtree. And she said, would you like to come back and do another show with us at the Playhouse? And I said, yes. I said, what, 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 
what show's going on? She said, we'd like you to come and learn Dennis and Smoke on the Mountain. Oh, wow. And I said, oh, I'd love to come play Dennis and Smoke on the Mountain. What, what, what is, is it? Smoke yeah, what is <laughs> yeah. that? So, so then I, I came in, yes, but I, I came and saw it and I was like, oh, this is going to be fun. And I got really nervous. I was sweating as an audience member because I thought, oh, wow, I got to learn how to play all those instruments. Right. I got to sing and act at the same time. <gasps> I took a deep breath and I was like, this is going to be a lot of fun. So uh, after that, um, she had also mentioned to me that I was going to be doing uh, that wonderful show, Captain's Courageous, Mm -hmm. which I still wish we'd do one more time. Hint, hint. Um, (laughs) But it's, that was uh, a a summer for me because I came in and learned Dennis and then we went into Captain's Courageous and I also got to do Tennessee USA Mm -hmm. for the first time that year. And let me tell you, my first year here was a treat. I was thrown into a bunch of things that year and was told, all right, you're going to be an intern and you're going to learn how to do this and this and this. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to do. So I ripped up that military contract that uh-huh. I was going to go do and go to boot camp and all that stuff. And I was like, I'm going to do theater. So this were you fun. still in high school? I was still point? in high school. I was. I was still working, you know, odd jobs like Hardee's and VF Factor Outlet and stuff like that. I really just stepped in here and was just focused. Mm-hmm. I was like wanting to learn everything. I learned sound, learned how to, you know, push buttons on the lights and hang lights and build sets and right. paint sets. And I thought it was very interesting because when you look at theater, you think, oh, there's people on stage acting and stuff like that. But there's a lot more to it than that. There's mm-hmm. everything around the actors on stage. And that's, I wanted to learn that too. Mm -hmm. Cause I figured if I'm going to be in this business, I want to know everything about it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think is so great about the best internships at theaters is that you get to perform, but then, Mm -hmm. you know, you're scheduled in the costume shop, you're scheduled in the scene shop, you're scheduled with sound. So you are learning every aspect of it. And you come to have that appreciation for everyone that it, you know, everyone that's involved in making the show happen. Definitely, definitely, including the stage managers. Yep, and um, even the even the sound guy. I mean, people that run sound. I mean, stage manager. I could not imagine. I've I've been a stage manager once here. I was stage managed. I uh, stage managed. Uh, what was it? Sanders Family Christmas. The first year they did Sanders Family Christmas, and I was understudying Dennis that year. And I think it was his name was Kane Riggins. I think was playing Dennis that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Terry Sneed was directing it. Rhonda Wallace, God rest your soul, was in that one. And we were actually rehearsing in Nashville because I believe that was the year that Smoke on the Mountain went to the Ryman Auditorium. Yes. So that was my my little dab in stage managery. And I uh, got to come do it here uh, eventually. But that was the year that I, I was kind of jealous. I was like, I want to do this show. This Sanders Family Christmas is, a, this is fun. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the continuance of what I've been doing for the, all these years, you know? So that was a lot of fun. Yeah, for those of you who don't know what a stage manager is, they're, they're basically, um, they run the show. Yeah. In more ways than one. Um, Assistant coach, basically, yeah, is what it is. Yeah, they're the director's right-hand man all through rehearsals. They are actors, cheerleaders. They're the ones who write down all the blocking. They keep notes of everything, you know, where yep. all the props are. They track the props. They orchestrate all the scene changes. They're first to arrive and the last ones to go home. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a it's an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have some terrific stage managers here with us. But Much respect. Much once respect. the show <laughs> opens, then it's the state, the director leaves. It's the stage manager and the actors and then the technicians. And so the stage Stage manager is the boss at that point. So that, yeah, everything that you it. see on stage, the stage manager is running, which is it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's not just one show at a time. It's sometimes two or three. Yeah. So <laughs> it's the double duty, triple duty. Yeah. So let's back up for a minute. So you auditioned for Godspell. Mm-hmm. Just singing happy birthday. Just singing happy birthday. That's all. Mm-hmm. Got the lead role. Yes. We're fantastic, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you take a little break. Then Abby Crabtree calls and says, hey, you want to play Dennis and Smoke on the Mountain? Mm-hmm. So you went from happy birthday, lead role, 
little break. Now you're Dennis Sanders. Now I'm Dennis Sanders. That's I'm amazing, s- Daniel. Still doing smoke on the mountain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll talk about smoke a little bit later. So you did your first year as an intern, mm-hmm. and then tell me what kind of where you went after well, that. Well, I was I was an intern here for about two or three years. Uh, I think it was around my twentieth birthday. It was two years after I had started the mm-hmm. Playhouse, and someone said, "Oh." Uh, there's these auditions coming up for SETCs, which is the Southeastern Theater Conference mm-hmm. uh, that they do every year. And I said, oh, this sounds that sounds great. W- well, what do I have to do? And actually, at that point in time, there were um, actors and actresses working here that helped me out with my whole audition process. Uh, Jeff Croto and Kelly Mott. Yes. I, can't thank them. I can't thank them more than I can right now uh, for all their help because they're the ones that kind of got me started in auditioning and to tell me what the important things were and what the non-important things were. But I went to SETCs at the young age of 20 mm-hmm. and went down there and I sang Bella Note from Lady and the, Lady and the Tramp. Uh-huh. And I did a mini uh, like short little monologue from Greater Tuna and it was Petey Fisk talking to the dog that he has to put down and he couldn't put the dog, the, the dog down because the dog was wagging his tail so fast. And he's like, how am I supposed to put you down when you're wagging your tail like that? Stop wagging your tail like that. Well, okay. I'll, I'll keep you. Come on. And they, I did that. And, and the same Bella, Bella note. And I have 12 callbacks that day. Oh, that's amazing. And it was theme park. Basically it sure. was Bush gardens and six flags and Disney and all these places were calling me back. But then I had, you know, the Cumberland County Playhouse call me back. And they were like, have you accepted any contracts yet? You know, I was like, not yet, Jim, but I've got a couple in mind. And that's what I did. I took a couple of contracts and I went and worked for the Dutch Apple Dinner Theater in Pennsylvania. And then they flew me down to Florida and I got to work in Florida at the Broadway Palm Dinner Theater, which mm-hmm. is also owned by that company. And so I did a couple of theaters and then I came back and was, you know, without a contract and came up to Jim's door and doot, 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 knocked on the door and said, hi, Jim, I'm back. And he's like, me? oh, thank goodness you're here. You know, <laughs> I've been waiting for you. I've been waiting for you. <laughs> how was your, how was your trip? You know? So do you have any fun, um, Jim Crabtree audition stories? Cause I know, you know, we talked about this in my interview with Wesley she first met Jim at SETC and Jim is famous <laughs> sometimes for, you know, making you do outrageous things just to see how far he can push you. You know, do this as the color blue or do this as a cat that's been oh, caught goodness. up a tree. You know, I didn't know if you had any of those over the years with I've, him. I've had a couple of uh, auditions with Jim that were like that. Uh, not necessarily a, a tree. <laughs> I think I had to stand there and look like a tree for a second. But I also had to put my, my arms out like an airplane and do a grapevine from the left to the right. From the left to the right. <laughs> now say my monologue like this. In motion. Now wave your arms around and do it like this. And I'm like, why am I doing this? And you Jim's like, going. oh, okay. Well, you take direction well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love it, though. Um, so you and Bryce McDonald were actually interns together at one point, right? Yes, we were. Um, and it was funny because back then we looked so young and beautiful that you guys we got mixed so up a much lot. alike. <laughs> yep. I remember seeing you in Music Man and you really couldn't tell you guys apart. Yeah, Abby used to get us mixed up all the time and we would just look at each other and shrug our shoulders and just do whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever, it's fine. <laughs> she means one of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you went off and did some other stuff at, at um, Broadway Palm and Dutch Apple, like mm-hmm. you said, and then came back to the theater. You've been here pretty much ever since as a resident company member. Ever since. I've taken small trips from here to there. I had a um, couple of theaters I worked at in uh, Missouri mm-hmm. and Illinois. I did Smoke on the Mountain. I've done Smoke on the Mountain all over the East Coast, actually. Right. But that's, yeah, I've done a few shows here and there. But yeah, Playhouse is my home. It's my home base. Always come and, and able to, you know audition for things and, and knock on the door and be like, Hey, I'm available. You got a spot for me. Exactly. I would love to come and work for this place again. And my parents are already here. So right. I was like, this is my home base is where I want to be. 
Well, and you've done so much besides performing too. I mean, you've you've played in the orchestra pit. Mm-hmm. You've worked in the scene shop. Like oh, you yeah. said, you've stage managed. I've stage you've managed, directed. Been deck manager, been backstage, running lines. You know. Yeah, and part of the education program too. You yes. taught several classes throughout the years in that as well. Yeah, I, being a teacher is is something completely different. It's putting it's putting yourself in a I don't know mentor. I guess mm-hmm. is what the word I'm looking for, putting yourself as a mentor and having these kids look up to you. If they don't already look up to you already, because some of them are still starstruck when they see you, they're like, oh, right. it's Daniel. Hi, Daniel. I remember him playing cat in the hat. Oh my goodness, it's right. Daniel. You know what I mean? So being a teacher and having those kids in class, they're they're just like sponges, like to teach these kids the art of theater and what you know and what you've been taught. Mm-hmm. and uh, Pass it on to the next Just generation. pass it on, the etiquette and everything. They it's just great being a teacher. And yeah. I think everybody should have a chance to at least teach something in their lives Absolutely. just to get that feeling. Please join me next time for part two of my conversation with Daniel Black, Playhouse star and resident company member. You've been listening to Lobby Talk, a presentation of the Cumberland County Playhouse. You can reach us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at CC Playhouse. And you can purchase tickets online at ccplayhouse.com or by calling our box office at 931-484-5000. Also, please leave us a review wherever you're listening to us. Podcast hosting is by Buzzsprout. Theme music and production by Ron Murphy. Executive produced by Britt Hancock and Bryce McDonald. Thank you for listening.